Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. What are we doing now? A podcast. Yeah, What's great. good, Internet? It's October 29th, <laughs> wow. and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, Wait. episode 438. Rob is I'm just your a, host, Rob Zach. runaway train. <laughs> He's going to make was... this podcast happen regardless. <laughs> that was Patrick Clapping. We're also joined by Natalie Watson. Chugga, 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 and cleaning this entire shit show up, our God. producer, Ricardo Contreras. Wow, Ricardo the pre-show banter upload. was coming from within the podcast. <laughs> I uh, I have an I have an ethical disclosure. I need to get this oh, um, off my chest. You know, right. at the top of the podcast. Uh, this morning, um, I was the pumpkin judge at my child's school, my oldest, and uh, I was given a sheet, which was uh, there were categories for K through six: uh, scariest, funniest, too cute, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Most original? I can't remember what the last one was. Either way, you know, it was just me. Nobody you knew was what the looking. lines were on Sportsbat. I knew. Yeah, I knew it. The, I knew it. The, <laughs> I saw. I saw a. I uh, saw this cute little unicorn pumpkin made all clearly made by the child with no parental influence whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, you look at a lot of these pumpkins. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, the third grader made this. Fuck off. No, they didn't. Um, and I, you know. It just so happens that that pumpkin was made by my daughter. And you know what I thought that pumpkin was? I thought it was too cute. And so I awarded it too cute. Wow. I'm the pumpkin judge. Wow. I gave that award to my kid. <laughs> Who's to know? Who's to say? <laughs> oh Who's to rent God. me out? Came out of that. In fact, they liked me. so They were so charmed by me. They said, hey, when, I, when my kid leaves, they're only here at the school one more year. Do you want to be in charge of this whole pumpkin organization for the next five or six years? I said, yes. <laughs> I will accept this awesome responsibility. Recruit a lot the of power. King. Oh my God. I am I am the pumpkin king and I will dole out. I texted <laughs> my neighbors. I was like, I looked for your kids' pumpkins to see if they were along the, the wall, but I didn't see them there. I was going to give your kids awards, but hey, you didn't put them in this year. So I uh, I, I could only uh, extend my wow. powers so far. So uh, wow. congratulations to Jessica. Too cute. Um we're happy for you. The family is very proud. You earned it. So, is there like a little trophy or? Something I don't know. I don't or? know what she gets out of. It. I think. I think she. I think they will show her pumpkin, uh, and uh, she'll get a round of applause, and she will be uh, a shining star among among her peers. Um, so, you know, was this that's pum- privileges, baby? You get it, the pumpkin king. Uh, it was up to you. There was a lot. <laughs> so, one of the things I learned that was very funny. You can do whatever you want. Just it was not a requirement. It was just one of those things the school does. Uh-huh. But um, uh, I ended up like chatting with like while I was like doing the the judging. It was like it was actually like a much more stressful process than 
I like figure <laughs> because and the lady told me this. She's like, hey, I, good luck. Um, you know, uh, this is like wow. it's the more stressful once you get into it, because all of a sudden you start like balancing. You start realizing all these different variables like, oh, there's a lot of pumpkins from the same class. Like, I don't want all the pumpkins to be from the same class. You want some of the other classes to have kids with pumpkins. Also, um, don't want it to all be boys. So, like, I'm going through lists, like, trying. I don't want to scratch names out, but it's like, I want to, like, get like, some little bit of, like, gender parody. And then, like. The, wait, wait, wait. You're putting other considerations ahead of just awarding the best pumpkins? Wow. I, I am. I am. And, you know. <laughs> Look, I couldn't, I couldn't. Time not, was, you just look at a pumpkin judging contest and be like, there they are. Greatest pumpkins know, in the village. I, I could not, not give this pumpkin that uh, was carved out and had the, uh, the eyeball from the eye of Sauron in it. Most original for fifth grade. Cause it was, it was, it was the best a lot. But then I had like this one section that was, was, was like, honorable mentions. And it's like, they were like, go wild. Like, Basically, we used that category for like pumpkins that were clearly made by children without the interference of their parents so they can win an award, mm-hmm. even if they don't look as fancy as the ones where the mom and dad, probably the mom, clearly spent several hours putting it together. So I had like this long list of honorable <laughs> mentions like I'm going to make sure these these dinky little pumpkins that just have a little bit of paint or one eye cut out gets gets a shout out. And the other great thing and then we can we can end this this aside is that they there were several I'll show I think I have, uh, uh, as I'm telling the story, I'll, I'll pull up a picture. Um, there were some that were fairly violent. Um, Excuse? and, uh, let's, I'm trying, uh, I'm pulling doing the old, like leave a knife jammed to the pumpkin, like a head thing or oh, wait, here's, more. here is, okay. Here is the one you, you will recognize. All right. So you see this. Um, oh, my oh my god! Uh, I believe this was from from fifth grade. Uh, uh, Seymour from uh, what's that movie? The um, yeah, uh, little shop. What's the movie? Little, little, little shop horror of shop of horror. Little yeah, little <laughs> horror shop of horrors. Little shop of horrors. Uh, Honey, I blew you know, up the se- plant. Seymour, feed me. Um, and inside, imagine that like a highly detailed version. One of those like built out of a pumpkin, and inside is a baby, um, like a little baby doll. And what I was told was that. Before the children, the wider populace of kids are allowed to see the pumpkins, there has to be sort of like a content sweep. And the content <laughs> sweep is is mostly for violence. And they said when this pumpkin came in, the baby was just like full of blood. Like there was just Whoa! blood everywhere all over it yeah! to reflect that the child is being eaten by it. And I think I was talking to the the principal. I'm like new to meeting all these people. But um, uh, she was like, ch- you know, chuckling about it. It's like, yeah, we... We told the kid that, like, hey, like, this is fine otherwise, but we're going to have to wash the blood off the baby. Like, oh, um, my but, God. But nicely done. Um, Amazing. They compromised that kid's vision. Yeah. I know. Um, uh, and then the, I hate, I hate I, knowing it's baller, bold, uh, what is it, baldlerized? Uh, just ruins it now. <laughs> There's no way a kid did that, right? Like, that's, that's, like, that's heavy parental intervention. We're looking at here. Yeah. I know you can. You can. What? You can. This is year old, good one. Five year old knows about Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Rick, Rick, um, who? <laughs> here, here, you've got one to describe to the audience as a, a pumpkin clearly eating another pumpkin. But I think what the kid did, and the, the smaller pumpkin that's being eaten has tears coming out of its eyes. And it's being <laughs> swallowed by <laughs> the larger pumpkin. But I think what they did was like they they did a good job of hiding the violence so like it's clearly yeah. goofy and violent but what and there is red on the teeth but uh it's not as explicit as a, a baby being um consumed uh 
Yeah, I mean, there's comedy here. There's, <laughs> I mean, both 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 have have distinct, you know. This is the too cute. Aspect. This is this is Jessica's. I think this is that that's is too, too cute. cute. That is too cute. Um, and you can tell a kid did it because the uh, the uh, the eyebrow being off from where it should be instead of being parallel with the other yeah, eyebrow. The I kept trying being. to correct her, be like, you know, so it would look. It's supposed to go over there. She's like, but I like it here. Okay, <laughs> you know what? That's your creative choice. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I can't stop you. So was that like anyway. a pumpkin decorating kit, like a potato head type situation? It you is. Jam yes. a little de- okay. Yes. Yeah, and that kind of makes it easier when they're that size that they can. Because otherwise, once you get again, like you look at any of these pumpkin, you can tell the ones where the parents were involved. That's fine. I get it. Like yeah. you know, maybe maybe it's their idea and you're helping them execute it. But I don't know. You look at a lot of these, and it's like okay. Who are we giving the award to here? <laughs> Fast so, forward to me in a couple of years when I'm yeah. pushing my kid out of the way to, 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 to make way, sure that, that the pumpkin king is properly, his family is properly resent, uh, represented at the, the contest. It's been ages since I carved a pumpkin. And what, the only tool, like, that's how, this is how long it's been. The only tool I think I've ever used to carve a pumpkin is the shitty little pumpkin carving knives that are like kid safe? Those that, yeah. like, you gotta get good ones. Yeah, once you get a good one, it is it is revelatory to the fact that it's it feels like you're slicing through butter. Then all of a sudden allows you to even imagine doing something more than just like eyes and a nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got. I think the last time I carved pumpkins, I had bought like a shitty one, shitty kit, and. It was t- like the scooper was just doing nothing for me. It was like such an excruciating process. But then I bought like the 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 better kit and it had like an automated like a little battery operated saw. What? And I was just I was hacking away. God it, damn. It was like That's boom, amazing. boom boom and then this year I Did was you convinced win? I didn't submit it to. It was just for me. Yeah. Did people appreciate I, it though? Were people like, <laughs> I, hey. "I won in my heart"? I made a little ghost pumpkin, but I bought p- pumpkins for this year, and I never got around to it. I still have them. Well, sitting see, on my doorstep. They're fun to just keep around to like Thanksgiving, roughly, where it's like, yeah, it's my, I little, mean, it's my little harvest uh, gourd. Like, I have tons of gourds all over my apartment. Like, there's in every little corner, there's a a, a little hidden pumpkin somewhere. And I love seeing them. They just bring me like the the tininess of the squash. Oh yeah, it just brings me so much joy. It's, I, I see I them. Squash. It is decorative gourd season, motherfuckers. It's time. It is. <laughs> it's been time. It's past time. I need to. I need to go out and collect some decorative gourds. Yeah, uh, I have same. like this is this is the thing about. Like just finding reasons to avoid going to the grocery store, where like a lot of the impulse stuff I would get. Yeah, I just am not picking up these days. I'm not out at the mall, right? Where it's like, oh, like look, Home Depot has like a pumpkin patch out, like on the thing in in front of the uh, parking lot. Like, there's not. It's not happening. So yeah, um. I went ham at Trader Joe's. I did. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went to Rite Aid to like pick up a prescription, and it was like. 50% 50% off Halloween decorations. And I was like, fuck. And I bought some little skeletons and stuff. And I got a great one. Rob, you would like this one. Look at this. Uh, for people listening at home, uh, Natalie has just left. Um, Gone. We're just looking at an empty room now. Damn. But in a second, Natalie's going to come back with a visual aid. That's not going to mean a lot to you, 
Listen. Oh, look Ooh. at that! Wow. <laughs> it's it's a it's a little skeleton having a think. He's thinking. That's amazing. <laughs> on a on a skeleton colored pumpkin. Yes. I love, I love it. I love okay, that, that is pretty great. great. I would also have like, I would have also gone ham at Trader Joe's if that was a Rite Aid. <laughs> this was, was a right. This was a Rite Aid purchase. My all of my my gourds and pumpkins and squash are from Trader Joe's, which I have like a lot of odd looking ones. Like I try and pick out the like the weird ones, not just the pretty ones. So. You know, everyone gets a chance to shine. See, you understand. You pick your gourds like I judge the pumpkins. Yeah. I'm yeah. just, look, I'm just an aesthetic absolutist. I just <laughs> think that, uh, you know, I don't care where the work originates. Uh, I just, I identify the best in the perfect vacuum of taste uh, that is not influenced <laughs> by any outside considerations. Yeah, could someone, um, could someone take Rob's name off the list for the pumpkin competition next year he got a little weird when he he showed up with his own rule book (laughs) uh so speaking of decorations uh natalie you've returned to animal crossing i have i've made a uh a recent return to animal crossing in light of the update announcements um and i (laughs) i have a bone to pick with my past self, who uh, got really into flower breeding, mm-hmm. like right before I stopped playing. I've so seen my, a lot I of this. I have the, the the photos I have seen of people's return returns has been <laughs> delightful. Wait. I'm curious to explain what happens when you come back to your your place and the march of time continues on. I mean, first of all, everyone is upset with me, of course. Like everyone's like, where have you been for the past nine months? And I'm like, to be clear, these are game characters, game characters. Yeah, (laughs) not real people. Real people don't give a fuck where I've been. (laughs) Um, They yeah, all of my my neighbors and everything I did. I did the rounds. I said hello to everyone, reintroduced myself in case they had forgotten who I was, even though I'm the one who provides infrastructure for the whole island. But that is neither here nor there. Um, And yeah, right before I had stopped playing, I had started getting into like Pinterest Animal Crossing uh, so I was going in on some like custom design paths. I was creating my little, f- my, the theme for my island is like a, a wooded fisherman's town. Um, so f- fish and, you know, seafood are our main export, um, from the island. So that's, that's, I have a lot of little fishing nooks everywhere, but the, the mistake I made was endeavoring to collect all of the uh, hybrid flowers and their variations and everything. So in order to do that, it used to be a lot easier in previous Animal Crossings. There was like not as much math to it. It was really about what flowers are you putting next to each other and how are they going to, you know, they'll make something else. But in the most recent Animal Crossing in New Horizons, there's like... (laughs) there's like a mother like depending on the mother flower that you started with there's like a whole generation aspect to it where I feel like I've been thrown back to like 
10th grade biology and doing like genomic <laughs> squares or whatever. Like there's a whole But you aced that shit. Like this is I did. this is your wheelhouse. <laughs> This is true. We, if you uh, don't listen to a more civilized age, I am a scientist, um, <laughs> as we discovered on a recent episode. I did not believe there. you because you always sound like you're running a bit on, on people. <laughs> and so I was like, this is not real. But so like, yeah, like, you know, all about the whole like, what are they, the Punnett squares and shit yeah, and like Mendelian genetics and like, surely... You would just like demolish whatever obstacles Animal Crossing puts before you and your surely uh, like, true breeds. Surely, but the problem was I. You have to start fresh. Like I was, I was, I was using whatever flowers I had already had, so I didn't know at what point in the generation they were falling. So I just decided to to create a flower field of flower flowers. And so I have probably a fourth of my island dedicated to flower breeding (laughs) and all of the extra flowers that I get that aren't the color I want. I just pick them up and I dump them somewhere else on the island because I don't want to get rid of them. So my beaches are covered in flowers. (laughs) Like there's there are so many flowers everywhere and it's like a rot. It's like a poisonous rot everywhere. I have just like. And I don't know. I don't want to throw them away because I'm like, these flowers are so nice. Like, what am I? Sp- you can't do anything with them other than just like, toss like toss them or sell them or you know whatever. So, um, my big t- my big task. Do you need to hire like a cleaning service, someone to come in and like do this for you, so that you can come back and and, and say and just be these flowers I mean, are gone. I didn't do it. I I hired a service to take take care of this for me. But what if I'm throwing away valuable s- seeds that could, you know, get me the the flower I want? But you got a million of these flowers. I'm hoarding flowers. I am mm. like I am a hoarder in real life. I've yeah. said this before. And in Animal Crossing, I am no better. There's no idealized <laughs> so version of me in Animal Crossing. I am the same. No, it's I actually be better features. because there are no real con- <laughs> you, there are no consequences. Turn, you can turn off the switch. <laughs> like ah. <laughs> Well, but it's in there, digital flowers. Because the other animals on the island are like noticing that shit's fucked up. I mean, they no, they're just walking around watering them like it's nothing, even though their houses are being like overrun with flowers. Okay, okay, so they're not like, where the fuck have you been? Your flowers have eaten my house. No, they don't care. They're not that sophisticated. They're like, hey, where you been? Oh, you're back. Okay, it's like you never left. See, so, that's why they need to add, add like an HOA update to Animal Crossing. Jesus and really just like now there'd be like a whole Game of Thrones, Crusader Kings, like political aspect to it where it's like <laughs> we've all discussed your flower field and uh, we think you need to start taking responsibility for it. I think I need to start taking responsibility for it, too. I just don't know what to do. I'm like completely overwhelmed. And also, it's a fourth of my island like that. That area of the island could be better used for like a new park or you know maybe like a little amusement park or you know more fishing uh stalls or something like that but it's flowers so my my main task i wanted to start decorating for halloween naturally in the last week of october um which i think i will just skip to thanksgiving season and not linger too much on the Halloween stuff. Um, 
but I, I do need to tackle this flower issue. I'm just, I'm, I'm going at my own pace. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. Um, I think you should connect that switch to a capture card. I think we should get in there and we should, we should figure out your island. That's what I. That's I mean, what I, I, yeah. I feel like you doing this on your own. It's a lot of pressure. Really easy to. So put if off. you guys came over, yeah, we could You could help. help me dig up all my flowers. I only you trust could, Patrick to help. This is an intervention. I don't even have Animal Crossing, but doesn't I'm, matter. I'm willing. I'm willing to expense a copy of it just for you, Natalie. <laughs> wow, thank no, you. No, I think, so Pat, much. but That's like Patrick, you were you were sort of saying like you need someone like. I think you, you're the only one of us who has the mindset to like do that service where it's like, I'm just going to tell you what you're I keeping. Do. I do. I, yeah, I am like, the opposite. Rob, of, but you have the aesthetic. Like Patrick will, will take. But Rob will be stuck in indecision. He, he will, he will, <laughs> he will leave. Rob will, will propose something and you'll go, that is interesting. But then he'll talk about it for an hour and say, I've got to come back to this next stream once I've like watched 60 hours of YouTube videos about like different <laughs> Animal Crossing possibilities where I will say, hey, Natalie, uh, could you go to the other side of the island? Go give me X, Y, Z. While your ass is gone, I'm ripping up those flowers and just torching them. Like I've created, like by the end of midsummer, like I've just created this pyre and I'm just throwing all of the flowers on there. And you're like, how do I kick some out of my Animal Crossing game? It's like, you can't. Nintendo doesn't understand how online games work. They don't have services like that. So, uh... Yeah, like I couldn't, uh, yeah. I, like literally, I think, um... I've actually had to ask someone to come in and help me deal with the uh, just overall state of things where uh-huh, I'm like, uh-huh. I don't know what to do with this pile. And now the pile's bigger than I can. Now the pile of things <laughs> makes me sad to look at. And yeah. so then I don't look at the pile of things and it gets bigger. Uh, so can someone come in and help deal with this pile of things just in a completely bloodless and emotionless way? Was um, your pile of things piles of papers? Because I have approximately four moving boxes of papers from a year ago. What when are the I papers moved? up? <laughs> Wait. It's you just know. all the stuff like it's just the papers. It's all the papers you fucking accumulate. Why do people use papers? You no gotta more just papers. Di- you di- so you gotta do you, gotta, you know I had I had you know what I did, I digitized. All the important stuff. I, ca- I keep physical versions. See, Patrick these- thinks I just digitize stuff as if that's not a million steps that are just like spirit shattering in and of itself. <laughs> like, yes, I too want to digitize, Patrick, but I can't. I just, I, you got a Dropbox. You just create a private like password locked folder. Like you got two, au- you got a two factor authentication on the Dropbox. I've my No, but book- before I do that, I got to either photograph the papers or I got to scan the papers and put them up there. And already I'm like, Oh, no, your you phone, see the your size cameras, of the these cameras and phones these days, scan them and we'll make it black and white and they'll crop the edges. You could, you could get through it in an afternoon and then you keep the ones you really need and you throw out all the trash, but the ones that you don't, the ones you think you want to keep, that's the, that's what's the useful. That's the use. I'm not, you know, you're not going to do any of this advice. So I don't even know. Why I'm <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I appreciate your, I would simply just do the thing efficiently and promptly advice. It's very good. Uh, I wish I, that could be me. Could I got to come over and do it. I'll just, I'll just do this for you. Like I, I had, I'm, so in a fit, I, I was like, you know, what make me get through papers better is if I get yeah. a vintage mail couriers bag. Oh my God. And have it hanging <laughs> in the like. By the way, it's hmm. cool. But anyway, uh, 
if I have that <laughs> hanging in the foyer and I'll put I'll put the mail in it and then like you know once a week I'll I'll bring it out and I'll like quickly sift through it. Um, I knew that it get, slipped out of hand when the leather straps just parted on the <laughs> courier bag, and I was like, "Well, this has gotten out of hand. This is not going well." Um, Somebody told me that with mail, you have to do it right then. Yeah, like when you 100%. grab it, right then, do it. It's just like email. That's that's Immediately. that's the way I that's the way I keep up with email. It's like I, that's the only way to do it. Is you have to just it comes in, you make a decision. Yeah, I'm incapable. Otherwise, of this. It just, no, that that's up. not possible. I wait, <laughs> I wait months, and then I excruciatingly torture myself through every single envelope How slash do you email. Live <laughs> not well, Patrick. <laughs> not well. Do you want? I can do it with mail because it's a physical thing that I have to hold in my hands. Like, well, I might as well look at it while I'm here. Email is totally oh, different. No, email is. Yeah, that is just a nightmare. Uh-huh. Okay, for Natalie is showing her phone, and yep. Natalie has nested folders full of app icons. So, Natalie, what is the what is the what? So the nested the the in the group app one that has clearly ten thousand plus. What are those notifications of? Email. Uh, oh, that's oh okay. That's that makes email. sense. That's the, okay. That's the yeah. That's the Google Suite. Okay. No one make you feel better. What is that? Okay. Hey, hey, this, hey. Turn How many off. Is that twenty one? Nice. Why do you need the icon? Nice Doesn't the icon stress out. you out? To remind me what a piece of shit I am. Turn off the icon. Woo. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, hey, Patrick, since you're so organized and you've got everything figured out, why yeah. don't you tell me about your zookeeping adventures? Oh, it's, it's a cute match. It's, there's uh, an Apple Arcade. There's a This came out of um, so this Zookeeper World, which I guess is a sequel to a DS like match three game that people uh, quite liked. Um, and uh, recently I, I'm starting to had, you know, I've tried, I've not put video games on my kids, but then my oldest keeps asking cause they keep coming up in YouTube videos. And so we've tried Luigi's mansion three, which is too hard. The controls are ridiculous for her age. Uh, we tried Super Mario Odyssey, which was like a little bit better. Cause you can, you can turn on literal arrows for like her to get around. And then Minecraft came up. I was like, I think Minecraft's too complicated for you too. But at least in Minecraft, we found you can flip on a creative mode where. Yeah. Um, I haven't really messed with Minecraft. I've sort of been like Minecraft in that it has no real objectives. Like that like runs contrary to like how I play or enjoy yeah. games. But I've thought, well, it's long term. My kid will probably get into Minecraft. And then my objective is to like find ways for her to have fun. And like, that would be a way for me into the game eventually. That would be it's telling that you think that Minecraft has no objectives, <laughs> but not in the way that, uh, I like to play games, which is like yeah. accomplishing, like, uh, like a checkbox and like yeah. moving on to the next thing. They added um, that. Um, I, I looked at, but I don't like, I don't, you know, I don't like what they, <laughs> there is like still, a, an end game. There is a I know, goal you can I know. aim there, for. Yeah, I, Wait, are there like yeah, sieges there at the end kind of? It's a, there's, a dragon, there's a right? there's a there's a boss yeah there's a boss yeah. you can beat I mean there's multiple like yeah but do I just have like shit, but grind a bunch of equipment so I can beat the boss I mean yeah it's a, it's a, it, there's steps to it right you gotta okay. find the fucking you have to get a specific type of mod that drops that has a drop that will let you find a specific portal and you have to go into hell let a me know times. when like it's a whole thing siege mechanics like when you're doing like <laughs> the, you know the first circumvallation of the final boss and then you start building like i'm sure someone's uh, made know. a tribute that works in minecraft at this point yeah like, first parallel trench, like second parallel trench yeah <laughs> yeah my favorite thing to do in minecraft is to build machines is to build like automated 
like iron farms or like Hell yeah. pig pig crushers or <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I, I thought just that, throw them into the grinder was that, <laughs> was that the thing from roadside picnic yeah the pig grinder <laughs> crusher uh so i flipped that on uh the creative mode and uh we were playing it on an ipad and so she like it was a really funny like blow her mind moment where i was like trying to find something for her to do that like she could like understand um because she was not gonna be able to like grasp plus i don't really understand how minecraft works so it's like I, there's nothing for me to explain to her but i do understand that you tap the screen and you can make things disappear and you can dig and then in the creative mode you can fly wherever you want so there's like not really like a consequence or death or anything like that um and the moment she realized you could like hold hold the on the screen and like the first time water went down into something like she touched a waterfall uh... and like she created like it was a real like like i didn't know you could do stop what um it was like really <laughs> neat um and she did that for about half an hour and for a kid to do a thing as opposed to watch i think for half an hour is a pretty impressive stretch um anyway like we were ta- it was the weather was bad out and i was trying to find something for her to do and we kind of run through a lot of the, the normal kind of activities and i'd heard the zookeeper world game um was cool um and i thought maybe like a match three game was something we could do together so she could like identify the colors and shapes and yeah it's a it's a simple uh, like match three game where you're uh, you know you're sliding colors and, and shapes uh, together, and then the meta layer is like you're you're building a zoo, and so like that gives you the objectives to do sort of like the match three puzzles they've set up. Um, instead of just like survive as long as you can. Um, it's like you have these sort of like distinct discrete discrete puzzles. Like hey, you've got s- seven moves to get through this sequence. Um, and uh, so like our setup is that like I will. Every time you get a chain of more than three, um, like a three clears it, but more than three produces a fruit. And if it, when a fruit is produced, it's kind of a mini bomb and that will like kind of clear out an area. So I do the matches and then my kid sees the fruit and then she taps the fruit um, <laughs> and then we work together to get through through the puzzle. And so it's pretty basic, but it's it's very charming and easy and accessible. And I, I like I always liked match threes, but again, similar to like playing a pinball game or a tetris game i like i need a, a structure or like some sort of like movement on it to to keep me compelled and i the 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 fact that these are individual scenarios of like do it in x amount of steps or like complete these puzzle areas so that you can get the monkey costume that turns them into a dj um is <laughs> is cool um it's nothing revelatory but it is, is is your kid watching over your shoulder the entire time you're playing this or yeah like basically pretty, are you much. playing this if your kid isn't there uh, no, it's like something to do with her. Um, yeah. I would like it, it is definitely like the catnip for uh, I've got the TV on with a show that I don't need to fully engage with, but is just kind of on um, this game would be a lot of fun for something like that, because you can take nice big breaks from looking at it and put it down and not feel as though you're sort of like losing your place or, or being unengaged. Uh, so I am the only times I'm playing it not with her is when she's like, I really want get the fucking penguin in that zoo, you piece of shit. And I'm like, the penguin's like 12 levels away. Like that's like 30 minutes of puzzles and she gets impatient. And so like, I will, I will work through the puzzles to get to right before the unlock of the animal so that she can be there and place it in the, in the zoo. Um, so yeah, that's a zookeeper role. It's very, it's very charming. It's kind of eh, but it's, if you're looking for something like that and you've got the Apple arcade subscription, it's a, it's worth, it's worth a download. Hey, so, uh, we have a big stream tomorrow, and we've got lots to do, so we're going to keep yeah. it moving. We're going to go straight to break. We might even 
have a sub 90 minute episode uh, today. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but we're going to go to break and we're going to come back with more games and more issues. <laughs> Personal issues. I mean, we're, we're going to come up. <laughs> it's the nature of this podcast. Stick around. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so the opposite. So, Natalie, I think I know what you should play next. Um, if you have a there's too many flowers on this island issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been playing a little game called Riftbreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you, thought you oh. gave in. I gave in. The peer pressure of the Emmanuel Myberg, just every time you DM him is just, hey, you know, it's a good game. Not the game you're playing. The Rift Breaker Liker is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it didn't look like. I, it was like, I don't know. This doesn't look like much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it looks fine. But I was like, there's nothing like. For, like it looks no- like, like, like it, it, uh, it looks like the kind of game that if, especially if you're cynical in, in not cynical, but like you get a lot of pitches every day. Yeah. About games. And a lot of them end up looking the same because they're trying to fit into a certain category. And I, what I told Emmanuel when he was pitching me on Rift Breaker, which I'll let you set up in a second, um, is that uh, I was like, this game, I have hit archive on a lot of emails of games that kind of look like Rift Breaker and might have been Rift Breaker, <laughs> which is not, <laughs> not talking shit about Rift Breaker as much as I just kind of saw it and it drifted in and out of my peripheral vision and I moved on to to the next thing. But you actually tried it. So what? Yes, yeah, so this is, is a deal? survival base builder uh, RTS with like some ARPG elements. I hate that. Like <laughs> that is me. a meaningful descriptor. OK, it is it like that is accurate. But my like, PowerPoint presentation <laughs> um, uh, for a publisher pitch. So here's the thing in Rift Breaker. And I think here's why it's perfect. Perfect antidote to Natalie's blues. Mm-hmm. Um you are basically uh, a mecha slash and burn uh, <laughs> like colonizer. And right. like <laughs> Earth is ruined. Earth has figured out what the play is. And that is sending people in mech suits to lush, distant worlds with vibrant ecosystems and just ripping them up. Just shred that shit, grind them into uh, walls, guns uh, to prepare the way for uh, colonization. So you go there and you are absolutely like the bad dudes in Avatar. Basically, it's like, hmm, why do the animals keep fighting us? Why do the animals appear to be joining forces to resist our invasion? I don't know. Anyway, better kill their nests. And it's like, yeah, I better kill their nests. They're starting to breach the perimeter. Um, And so what you're doing there is... Like, what you control is your little mech suit, 
and it's a bit like a Diablo action RPG type thing where you have like you know a suite of weapons, you like little futuristic shotgun that's like mech size or a machine gun or a flamethrower. And with like WASD controls, you run around and uh, it's almost like twin stick shooter type stuff. You can run and like shoot in opposite directions. Um, and so like that's part of what you're doing, but also there's a whole interface where you can build up a base and like build uh, resource extractors, uh, build defenses. And of course, the longer you're on the planet, the more serious the pushback is from the environment and like you know, the bigger the the monster attacks become. So you need to, like, continue scaling up power. And then you, you're on that loop of need more resources to power better better pieces of equipment. Mm-hmm. That forces you to expand more and, like, encounter even more resistance. And it's a... It's a really, like... It's a really satisfying loop, which is why I think, like, a lot of games like this succeed. This is a lot like, um, oh, gosh. Uh, they Are Billions. Mm. From that standpoint, uh, but with this little RPG element to it, uh, it's very easy to kind of get hooked on it because it's a game of like, oh, I'll just do one more thing. I'll just like, yeah, I'll push I'll push the outer perimeter wall to encompass the, those two resource fields. And once I've sealed those up, uh, I'll be able to call it a night. Um, so I have a question. Is this. Is the base building that I'm watching like a gameplay video right now? Is the base building mode a distinct mode from like when you're yeah. in combat, or is it's real are simple those when you two hit... things happening at the same? Yeah, no, it's it's a good question. When you hit control, honestly, you toggle modes. So okay. when you're in like combat mode, you're basically like an ARPG character. You switch between your weapons. You got your hot bar of actions. When you hit control, um, a building menu pops up. And now instead of controlling your little character directly, now you're controlling a cursor to like place walls and buildings. But you could be like mid, mid, you know, generator build and like an attack, like, I don't know, enemies you encounter. Interesting. (laughs) Now, you don't have to stand there and like build the entire thing. You're not like a little peon unit in an RTS. Like it just auto builds once you placed it. But if you are busy, like, laying down the groundwork for a new section of your base and you get attacked, like you can either finish that and just hope your defenses hold, uh, or you can like stop building and pull out your gun and start killing all these, uh, like dinosaur type. Looking this types. looks great. I mean, I've been playing a lot of Diablo three recently cause I needed like a head empty, you know, you know, I want that, mo- that mobile game is supposed to be like ps- fucking good. But it keeps, really? it's still it's still just yeah. Like the early reports out of the closed betas they've been doing are that like, hey, okay, long way for Diablo Four probably, but like this mobile game rules actually. I would but play that. I would. It's still play in closed beta. They haven't. It got pushed back a little bit probably because of COVID and whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. I, I played a. I played a handful of. I played like most of Diablo Three with just a friend mindlessly a couple of years back, mm-hmm. and I couldn't tell you a thing about the time I spent in it, but like really enjoyed, really enjoyed like the 10 hours or, or so that we did through like half of the, that main expansion that came. Yeah. I just got to like the post set, like level 70. Like I got to act four for the first time. I've played Diablo three a handful of times, but I've never actually gotten that far into where like the real game begins, quote unquote. But (laughs) I feel like Riftbreaker would scratch. I mean, I haven't. I've been playing Diablo three with a friend, so I haven't been able to play 
on like when we're not hanging out. So Rift Breaker could be a good I can't play Diablo 3, but I could play Rift Breaker and shoot a bunch of little guys and that would feel good and then maybe make like I'm getting like weirdly Valheim vibes from this too. Like the whole like I just I'm had a flashback to like building walls in Valheim and being like sieged by little terrible goblin men or whatever. <laughs> and this just looks very, you fun. know, the vibes I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, is, terrible it, is, goblins. it is fun too. Cause like resources deplete. And so like once you, you'll have like sections of your base that for instance, I'm pretty sure ammo factories consume metal. Right. And so to certain, like mm. for a long time, you're like, I got more metal than I need. Uh, that's never yeah. going to become an issue. And then you start building high level defenses and you're like, uh, I can't go? power these guns much longer. So now I need to build a like small fortress outside my main fort to just try to hold down like a couple metal mines. Uh, in the meantime, your character is again, like super 19th century colonialist vibes. Your character is a scientist who's been appointed by like the earth defense council to go study this planet, but also like set up a fire base. <laughs> and like your scientist character is like, I just really want to research these creatures. And your little AI companion is like, we're not here to research creatures. We're here to kill them. <laughs> and so your, your, your scientist character is very funny. Cause she keeps being like, I just wish we could learn more about this ecosystem as she like swings a blade and sights down an entire forest in like one. Go. Oh, well, oh my God. Uh, it's it's terrific. Uh, like I like I'm curious how the if or how the bottom is going to drop out of this conceit. But it's very funny uh, because you're so nakedly evil. Um, but at the same time, like, look, I'm getting Zerg everywhere. So I need, of course, like. I'm curious where this goes, but in the meantime, I do have to put down more rocket launchers. Um, so, yeah, like, Natalie, it totally, my best session with it was, like, I could not sleep, and I started playing it at, like, 1230, and, like, boom, next thing I knew it was 330 in the morning, and I was like, finally, yeah. this was not so stimulating I can't sleep, I'm now ready for bed, but I did, I put in some good work. I think with this bout of insomnia... I accomplished some meaningful things. And yeah, by that, I mean, productive. I repaired a landing base for humanity. Well, the mail <laughs> is still piling into this bag, but this base <laughs> is beautiful. This base is looking good. Uh, in terms of, I think, uh, things that are sort of dangling from the past, you've been playing Eastward, Natalie. I know Kato is playing that as well. I'm curious where y'all have ended up on it. I... Re I was very surprised by Eastward. I mean, I, I think the first time I encountered it, I had kind similar to what Patrick said earlier about, oh, this looks like a game I might have seen a lot of. Um, it's a um, ARPG um, that uh, I think draws from a lot of, um, you know, notable inspiration but the thing that i came away from eastward feeling the most is just how consistent it surprised me as as like in its humor in its design in its um in its narrative i felt like there were several times that i was 
progressing through Eastward that I felt like, okay, this, I must be, the first time I felt like I must be nearing the end of, of Eastward, I hit the title card. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wow, like I've really done a lot in this game. I wonder, you know, how, how, how big this world really is. And then it was like chapter one complete. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. What a banquet. What this game might be extremely good, actually. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm playing it on Switch. I picked it up f- a few weeks ago now, um, and I will say that my start with it was a little bit slow because I think I was predisposed to thinking it was, you know, just another pixel AR ARPG that I was pixel or ARPG that I was going to find charming and um, maybe have some interesting mechanics, but um, didn't really think too much of. Um, and it comes from um, Pixpill uh, and and published by Chucklefish, which notably published um, Stardew Valley. But um, then I, after like the first hour or two, I just got completely sucked in because I, I then I began to realize just how much more there is under the surface of this game than I had expected. Um so you mainly play as um John who's the the game sort of opens up on this uh underground mining town. Um the the people of that town maintain that the um like world above like the above surface world is like a desolate wasteland that uh is you know just no one can go there no one should go there it's you know we've all seen the village yeah Mm -hmm. so uh john is the caretaker for this young girl sam who um it's unclear exactly how at at this point in the game that I'm in I'm I think in like chapter I'm in like the third world um like third major world that I've encountered so um it's unclear how how they met but he's the caretaker for this young girl Sam who is just like the most charming kid character I've like encountered in a video game in a really long time. Like I think a lot of times <laughs> kid <laughs> characters end up feeling just they're like they can be really annoying. They're hard, to write. they're hard to write without like infantilizing them or just, you know, they're kind of they're just not as they're they're just they're difficult to write. Like I often find kid characters grading um, but Sam is so incredibly charming. Uh, she's like extremely sharp, but has like that childlike joy to so much of what um, she encounters. And she kind of she is the outsider in this world because she was in this town because she was like discovered. And she has memories of the surface that it's like this beautiful blue and green landscape. And there's like so much lush and greenery and but that's not there. what we've been told it's not um it's not and she is bullied by her classmates for being like a a liar and they think that she's just like they call her a fan fantasist or something like that like that she's yeah 
Like, wow, those um, kids have a good vocabulary. Well, it's yeah. a it's a like it's specific like an, idea in the town of like people who believe certain things about the. Oh, the so this is how world. the town defends its ideology. Yeah, where it's yes. like you're inculcated. Exactly. Where like fantasism now is a concept we're introduced early to defend mm-hmm. against people telling this truth. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but I yeah I mean there there are tons of NPC characters that you talk to and and they all have such distinct personalities like it doesn't everyone feels like a person and not just like a set piece for that moment like they feel like they you know it's not as much a a living ecosystem in the sense that like people are like going about their days and things like that but you do feel like everyone has a place in in the in the sort of community that you um come to meet and it's beautiful it's beautiful um i don't love the combat i think that there's still a lot perhaps for me to like unlock and maybe that's just the nature of like this game that it's this very it's a much bigger thing than i had anticipated so i was mm-hmm. i'm oh, i'm like constantly surprised that i'm getting like a new ability or like i fi- i would have figured that i would have maxed everything out by now but there's still so much left to uncover um, that it's really just been I've been just like completely intoxicated by it. I, I really like it. I'm curious where you fell off Kato and like what you found coming back to it. Um, So I fell off kind of after the first chapter there. I think. I was really kind of struck by the world and Sam as a character at first and then kind of felt like the first big story, like next, the like next chunk of the story after like you, you are done with like the underground area, um, Mm -hmm. felt like it started to drag a little bit. Um, and part of, part of that was the way that you're saying like, there's still more things to unlock the, the pacing on, things changing about the way that you control and like deal with combat felt slow like that's part of why i bounced off is that like it felt like nothing was changing fast enough like it like Mm -hmm. i don't know and also it just and maybe it's just been too long since i've played this specific type of game but i'm still not used to a game where you're doing melee combat and you don't have a, a dodge and I, ha- I had a, a rough time in one section where I was like, oh, I keep getting hit yeah. a lot. And just like, there's no way for me to get out other than disengaging because you kind of plant yourself when you're attacking. You can't like move and attack at the same time. Um, yeah. And like, so there was like a little bit of like it. I wasn't sure how much more the combat would change when I dropped off. Um, and. Yeah, I came back I, to it and finished up that area and felt a little better about it, but but still not fired up. No, not about the, not about the combat, but like uh, I think um, it picked up story wise again, yeah, which this, is good. Yeah, like yeah. I feel I, like I, I will I, say. Go ahead. I yeah I I would I was just gonna agree like I will say the story is probably the number one driving force like motivating yeah. me through this game. It's extremely extremely compelling um as well like the 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 music is so good like i've been listening to the ost just like (laughs) on my own 
Uh, it's, I think this it's, has an incredible style in all of its like production. Like the pixel art is amazing. The soundtrack is fucking great. Um, and if it, it just feels like uh something about the pacing of changing the combat changing and how the early combat feels kind of uh i just didn't it didn't stick like make me stick and then there was like a small mm-hmm. short enough a, a short enough drag that i got past it when i came back but a, a still yeah. a drag in the like movement of the story right in that first like the, that second chapter where i was like i don't know if i'm actually interested in where this is going and then it like a thing happens. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then I, when I finished that chapter, I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm back in, I'm back in. I, I want to see what this goes. And like, yeah, you can, it's weird. It's like, you can tell there's all these like men, like areas in the menu of like, oh, there's more things that will go here. Like I will yes. have more things to unlock, it, but I'm like seven hours in. And I feel like a lot of these types of games, seven hours in, you have maybe more, Everything or like a lot right depending on how what the length of the full game is that's the other thing that turned me away is that i looked up how long it is and i was like i don't know that i have time to fit this in right now as the only thing yeah i won't say the hour i feel if you're curious listeners go look up how long to be and see what that is and i was just like um maybe some other time i'll come back to it yeah um yeah i think i will I think the combat is is kind of is one of the things dragging it, but I think Eastward manages to feel distinct in its like landscape, and I think that's a yeah. big achievement for a a one of these types of games. Um, so I yeah, I feel like level level character and level design, and like even like the little like enemy design and all that stuff is like really really. Um, enjoyable like just really well done animations on all that stuff and like uh, yeah it was just like a yeah i said i shouldn't i shouldn't have looked up the hour count maybe and just kind of kept at it (laughs) like oh i'm staring down the barrel of this x long game i'm like there's other things happening right now i i'm gonna i'll come back some other day maybe (laughs) well the last the the last thing that I'll say, which I feel like complicates this, is the game has a mini game in it. it oh yeah, I fucked that up. That's that that fucked me up too. Fuck. It has an RPG. Own, there's a turn based RPG within the game that like Sam loves to play. So you can yeah. there are these like stations in which you can go and play the the this turn based RPG, this fictional game within the game that is really fun yeah um yeah so that you can definitely sink a lot of time into just <laughs> that and not the entire game itself yeah i absolutely what? spent i've only i've played this game for like seven hours and i spent at least two of those playing the rpg um like over and over again being like surely this can't be this long <laughs> surely the, i'm almost done with it right I'm almost done. No, there's more of it. Okay. Um, and I don't think that helped my like feeling of the pacing, not moving as quickly as I I would have liked. Um, well, I think, I think I've heard enough. Like Eastward seems to have the best first impression of the year. Uh, like every day, like both these conversations, I'm like, shit, I need to play like the first, like six hours of Eastward. (laughs) You do, and then when I see that title card, just treat it like a movie where like the title card doesn't appear till the end. Like, (laughs) hope they hope they found what's out there on the surface. Good luck. (laughs) 
It's like a like a Dune Part One situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, extremely. I was well because it says when when it hits the chapter, it's like to be continued. I was like, "Fuck, is this it?" And there's Eastward Two now, and then it was like, "No, no, no, no. we're gonna keep going down this train." Yeah, uh, it's fun, a lot of fun. Uh, so let's um, let's get into the mailbag. A Wait, little bit. no, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you what do you no, have? You're not, you're not, mm. Kato. Yeah. How's it going? Holy shit. Holy shit. Man. <laughs> yeah. Holy. Are we talking about that state of play? Oh, that, well, that was just shit. That was just shit, not oh, holy man. shit. Yeah. Um. Oh, that one game, Little Devil, whatever that, that game was, fun. that looked yeah, all right. Neat. Yo, ins- yo, Inscription. Inscription. Oh, my God. Um. We can get in. We can save it. We could. We can we, get well, in, we're going to have to. Here's the later. thing. We're going to have to. How far are what you? I, what are you... Well, uh, the vague, uh, okay, inscription. Uh, if you didn't listen to the, someone missed, it's a yeah, uh, cre- uh, creepy but not scary, but not like trying to scare you. Just a creepy, uh, atmospheric, um, card game in which you are in a cabin and you have to play this card game against this creature across the table. There are these puzzles around the cabin. Um, there's a lot more going on. It's from the developers of what was it called? Pony Island or Pony Game? Um, from a couple of years uh, back. I didn't play yeah. that, but I know it. <clears throat> also, a game that had a lot of oh my god, uh, there's a whole metatextual, meta narrative elements going on. Suffice to say that that is that is a huge element of here. It's part of the reason I wanted to play it, but I am someone that has trouble really wrapping their heads around cards games to to a degree that I find them frequently frustrating to play because my brain just can't quite play them. And so my fear was when I, I dipped about half an hour into this, it was like, oh God, the atmosphere in this is just off the charts. Uh-huh. It is just one of the coolest looking games. I I, I mean, like, yeah, it was a night where uh, I didn't plan to have a drink. And then I like put this game on at 1030 and was like, oh my God, where is the scotch? Like I need to sit. <laughs> With this game. Um, and <sighs> But I played about a half an hour, found myself bouncing off of the, the, the card game stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, what I'll say is I think people should stick with it. Yes, it is a game <laughs> with a, a serious card game, and you are going to have to understand the rules. There is a very specific trick that I stumbled on that I don't know that I would have put together on my own. I like read it while I was trying to look up something else and uh-huh. like it was just mentioned idly i'll tell you about it it involves the squirrels it's oh know, yeah I'll i did you, a squirrel I'll, shit too yeah uh-huh i wonder yeah i'm pretty sure we did the same thing and yeah. that basically it went from uh me ba- barely getting past the first boss to going on a run that got me much further the second time and then the third run i just did the first loop um and, <laughs> and, and finish it off and uh we can get into it later. Maybe it'll be the kind of thing where uh, Kato and I finish the game and do a, a spoiler section. But I just wanted to make it clear that if, uh, as uh, you know, if, if Kato comes from one end of the spectrum, which yeah. is if all games converted to cards, no tears were shed. Um, that's <laughs> oh, Kato. A little and then small, small R.I.P. for uh, Dark Souls. But yes, otherwise I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could. You know, you could you could turn those. Elden Ring could you know turn into something where you're you're playing cards. It would work work itself out. Um, I saw someone beat that game communicating in Morse code. Uh, yeah. this week. So uh, that's that's wild. Go go look that up. Um, and 
And I'm the uh, the other end who's like finds card games interesting, but finds myself deeply frustrated by them because my brain just doesn't isn't or just hasn't spent enough time with them to really like come to them and get up to speed quickly. Uh, this game is is worth the time to understand. It is ultimately pretty simple. There's not a ton going on, um, and there is and there isn't. That's a complicated side discussion. But I, yeah, <laughs> I I came I came to it as a novice, was able to wrap my head around it. There is like a very specific thing if you are knocking your head against this game and just not getting particularly far, DM me. There is a specific yeah. thing I want you to do that will completely change how you play the game. And I, my guess is we'll act like a skeleton key for you like it did for me um, and, and allow you to make a lot of progress. And then once you complete a loop, um, there's so much what that involves that I will not even hint at or gesture at. All I will say is I <laughs> a camera, I, a camera was found. Yeah, uh-huh. And anyone that's played it, well, fucking know what that means. And they're they're on their table pounding. They're pounding the table. <laughs> and there's no way for me to to, to really oh. explain. Yeah, there's no way to do it without giving away um, a lot of the surprises uh, that, that are in store. Uh, go ahead. It's amazing. It's amazing because I thought that when I finished the first loop, as you said, um... I don't know. I don't want to hint. I'm not going to. And this is about, this is about, it's not, I'm not even going to say what or anything. Just like it didn't. I mean, let's see. What is my, I won't even say how long I've played it, but for the, I finished it. I finished it for the run of it. It never, there was never a moment where I was like, oh, you know, it just like kept surprising me in ways that were like, I don't know, like, 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 um, exponentially escalating. Like you think, you know, where things are going and then right. it like keeps turning and twisting in really and it finds fun ways, ways to do that. Even in the, in the context of, Oh, that was a bad run. I played these cards yeah. poorly or I gambled on one of the, you know, on the board, there'll be instances in which, <laughs> for example, I almost <laughs> completely botched a run, which I had a cool card. And then one of the, the the spots on the on the rogue, like the roguelike map, you know, where you're like moving from one area to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are spots in between the fights. Um, and those can be like, hey, you can pull a card. Or in one instance, it's like, hey, you've gathered around these hunters at a fire. Would you like to put a card down and we can enhance an attribute? And that attribute is random. When you show up to the fire, you find out what it is. It can be health. It can be strength. Um, and <laughs> you can set it down. And the first hit, uh, the first upgrade is free. And then the game's like, hey, I don't know. You want to upgrade that card again? Might not go so well. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. And then, because of course you're putting down a card that you like. And you're also, trying to like, let's say you're putting that, either you're taking a card that's weak that you want yeah. to turn into like something slightly stronger so it's actually useful. Or you're taking a strong card and just make, <laughs> trying just to turn trying it into to an unbeatable OP. card. Yeah. Um, um, and, and the game warns you. the point. It's just that the, yeah, the game warns you, but and then the card just disappear. Like poof, your, your powerful card is well, now like, fucking gone. Yeah, the whole thing is there's a fire with a bunch of like hungry people around it, being like, "Yeah, come bring your creature a little closer. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll get stronger if it's nice and toasty." Uh, and yeah, there's actually really great. Th- this is the this is the other thing too. Is like there's a there's a great interaction at that fireplace, um, where you can do that on purpose for different effects, and it's a whole like. It is almost similar to the feeling I would get in Breath of the Wild, where I'm like, I wonder if this will work, and I try yes. a thing, 
and then it fucking works. And I'm like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, like, for example, you can one of the other spots on the map, one of the other, like sort of like shopkeepers or like whatever, you know, however you want to assign it, like the things in between battles is you um, have you, you can essentially combine cards like each card has a. Yeah like a sigil on it. And that gives it a special ability. Like, uh, instead of being, uh, attacked by an enemy, it will dodge. And so you can kind of use that to like, in, you know, indefinitely sort of like dodge attacks from enemies or, uh, it will be able to like push a card back on, on the table. And so each of those Ooh. like things exist on the card and you can, uh, at, at a certain point, like you can, you can mix and match those or like you'll get cards that don't have a sigil on it. And so it's like, Hey, do you want to sacrifice this card that has a cool ability to it, but the card itself isn't that great, and then latch that onto a card that mm-hmm. would be much cooler with it? For example, there is a a sigil that, um, uh, like you just get that card back when it dies. Um, like upon death, like certain things can happen, and so that may not be useful on the card that you got it on. But shit, you attach that thing to like a powerful card, and all yeah. of a sudden, when you're putting it out there, you're like double and tripling, you know, like the the, the, poten- the potential for it. I also tried to trick the game at one point, Kato, where and that part's fun is that there's one where I don't know what it, I forget what it does, but you can sac- you just sacrifice a card to a cave, and then yeah. I forget what you can get back. But I tried using a pelt, which you can use as a currency right. at, at certain points of the game, and I was like, I wonder what happens, <laughs> and, and the response of the cave is like fuck off. Yeah. Like, I don't want this. And then you get nothing. It's yeah. like, there's no surprise. It's just like, yeah, you've, you tried to pull a fast one and, and, and the game didn't, uh, yeah. tells you no. Uh, thank uh, you. No, it's um, I really great game. And also like, um, ends up having a really fun sort of meta narrative about card gaming and card gaming culture which is really neat so that's so that's and that's part so, so part, part of the issue i think i run into and w- which is why i like put out like hey dm me if you're stuck is that i think part of this game is playing on people who play these games and yeah. understand the mechanics and so mm. but it, part, part of it tries part of, to part of getting yeah yeah go ahead i was just gonna say it tries to include outs f- in certain ways where like there are things that I, every time I like found one of these, I'm like, this is broken. Like this is, this is going to completely throw off the, the, the like quote unquote balance of the game. And it's like, but that's, that's hard to spot. Right. If you don't understand that's what it's doing. And that's the problem right, right. that I had with this game. And yeah. I, I don't know how, it, I don't know how it could have solved that. Cause they're, they're going after a very certain sort of thing like pitch here. Yeah. But that's the problem I had is like, if you don't come to it with more baggage related to, like how you build decks and like the balance of a card game. My guess is for you, it was like very obvious when you'd like get handed something. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like if I just use this in a certain way, how is this game even going to work? And the game is aware of that. Like it's, yeah, yeah. that is, that is, that is part of many meta layers to his design and narrative. But for me, I don't think if I'd accidentally saw this hint, to do a certain thing. I don't know that I would have put that together and then understood how badly that was going to break yeah. the game well, because I, I don't to, spend a lot of time with like resource counts. I'm and, DMing and you. Like, Just say yes or no. Um, yeah. Yes. yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Oh and my game, God. And then, <laughs> and then the game, and then, and then once you realize if you, draw two of those and have them in your deck uh-huh. to start off. You can you, sort of like do whatever, anything, whatever you want. You want. Um, the world's your oyster. Yeah. The world is your it oyster. It feels like um, 
they hope that people who are at least interested try to get into it and like they add different things that become broken as a like okay even if you have to do this over more runs that so- than someone who uh kind of like grocks it faster there is still right. an out there eventually if you stick with it but and like oh, really? obviously that, okay yeah there's like different there's like i mean did you get uh did you get that one <laughs> <laughs> yes okay and that one's huge that one's yeah. huge for uh for, uh Kato's, Kato's we need to, you need to go you need to go certain- finish this game so I can yell at you about it because there's things that yeah there's things that it does that it's just like it's it's very interesting and like I also if you are if you are ever if you were a fan of uh Args boy uh there's some shit in this game there is there mm. was a full on uh like you know, map coordinates and shit, people going places. And like most of that has gotten to a like standstill last time I checked in. Um, but all that stuff is from within the game in a way where like, if you enjoy like decoding Morse code and, uh, looking into like file structures on your computer, there, there's all sorts of things you can poke at aside from just the card game. And even the card game itself has kind of some of that design in 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 it like of like you know if you look at it just the right way you can kind of fuck with it in in fun ways um yeah it's it's exceptional <sighs> it's so it, it is it, it truly is like i just the, yeah I, i'm sorry to like bust it up you're like pivot to the end of the the back end of the pod but i just wanted <laughs> i i had like I, I spent this morning like beating that first loop thinking like oh i'll just finish the last couple like bits of this like run i was on i'm probably gonna die and then i'll i'll come back to it tonight and instead, like, spent, like, 90 minutes being like, oh, shit, like, I think I'm going to, th- I think I broke it. Like, I think I'm going to do this first run and did. And it is just, man, it's just so good. Like, I I think there are, for some people, they look, like, they look at card games and they run, like, they just, it's either too much or uninterested. I cannot impress upon you enough how much you should give this game a shot, even if you are one of those people. The atmosphere, the storytelling is clearly there to like kind of grant, like keep you in it as you're like building up a knowledge base for how this particular like set of card games uh, works. Um, There is so much surrounding it that is not just, hey, I hope you like the card mechanics, because if you don't, that's just what the game is. Um, It's a big part of it, but there's so much more. And I think the so much war would in some ways almost be worth if you're not grokking the card game to start and you're frustrated, just look up some tips on like what you should or shouldn't be yeah. doing. Cause I think if you can grease the wheels for yourself, you'll, you'll, you'll start to be able to push through more of it. And I, all I can literally think about now is like sitting down and, and playing more <laughs> yeah. of, of this game because yep. it wow. is, it is, it is truly one of the coolest things I've, I've played. Like it, once it gripped me, once again, the thing you DM me, <laughs> Um, which I just don't want to say that I want to, for people. Yeah, who I feel like a fool. It, I feel like a fool for not having started this yet as a big card game fan. And you, you have to. You, you have to. So yeah. fucking you have good. To. Yeah. And it's like seriously, within five minutes, you'll you'll you will throw up your arms and you're going to DM me and Kato. And <laughs> I've insulted oh over God. the course of this of this podcast. So yes, yes. yes. it's yeah. waiting for me. Anyways, so that description. It's out on on PC. 
Uh, I'm, I, I'm very, I'm sure it's going to get ported to everything, you know, eventually, um, it would, it would fit really well on a lot of platforms, especially switch. Um, but is, you know, I don't know, go sign up for GeForce now or something like go find a way to play it now. If you, if you can, um, definitely, you know, sign up for that 3080 tier on GeForce now. So you can, you know, have the wonder true if I can subscription. That. It's, it's like 80, it's like 80 bucks for six months, I think. Ooh. Um, all right, well, sure. Uh, well, hey, if, if you know, if you just want to play on a laptop and that's like true. the GeForce Now stuff actually works pretty pretty well. Yeah. I haven't sh- they signed me up for the 3080 stuff, but I I haven't had a chance to look at it. I have to um, check it out. I'm tempted certainly too because I got one of those um voltage uh meters for like outlets in my house just to see like just see what's up because I keep getting surprised every time I open the utility bell and I'm like, "Damn, I didn't I felt like this was oh. not that bad." Mm. Uh-huh. So now I'm trying to track down the culprit, and it turns out it's my gaming PC. Mm. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I, I, every uh, you know, I emails from both uh, my electric uh, company and the gas company who are like, "Hey, you know, here's what you use this month. You're using a lot more than your neighbors." I was like, "Yeah, I work from home. Can I just tag that somewhere? Like, stop fucking guilting me Jesus. over the efficiency of my home." It's like a lot of people aren't in their house. Um, yes, I'm going to, I have a PC on all day. Anyway, yeah. go play Inscription. It's fucking rules. Go um, stream Inscription for <laughs> maximum efficiency. I Uh-oh. wish I had, I, I, I wish I had, I wish I could have taken people along. The The mo- moments of revelation are like what I yeah. think are the most interesting parts of like streaming. It's what I like to be doing about Mario Maker or Dark Souls. And I, I can't rewind time, but go, go experience it for for yourself or maybe we should make one of you do it so we can we can watch you mm. oh i would yourself. love well natalie's busy <laughs> natalie you've, oh, been, you've been busy I with want, apex legends i have been busy with apex legends um a very fucking good video game i went to the uh preview event last week by went to i mean logged into <laughs> the preview <laughs> event last week <laughs> Um, Look, according to Mark Zuckerberg, like this, that like meta presence uh, you're having. I'm sorry, not uh, it's it's Meta's Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, they announced the the branding change, so that's mm-hmm. that's presence. Hey, like, yeah. it's a huge. Short. People are dragging it, but let's not overlook the most important thing, which is people are talking about metaverse now and not just the like completely damning document dumps <laughs> unfolding like across this week about Facebook and like <laughs> the fact that like wow we poison everything we touch. Oh well, Mo oh, well, money. Welcome to the metaverse. Um, but a different versus. I can't do a transition back to Apex. But <laughs> neither can I. All mine are bad and very forced. But I, I now they're they're a tick, and I can't stop myself. What's um, new in Apex? So much, so much is new. We have a new map called Storm Point. Um, all of this is dropping on November second. And I did listen to like a short little presentation about everything. And then I got some hands on time, which uh, (laughs) turns out, you know, most of the people that they invite to these events like (laughs) are really good at the video game. (laughs) So (laughs) I had a little bit of a hard time with my uh, like demo session. I did okay, but, uh, you know, I certainly wasn't getting any dubs. But I did get to uh, try out both, one, the new map, 
Two, the new character, Ash, who Ooh. fucking rules. And three, the new gun, the car SMG from, if you've played Titanfall, you will know it. Uh, and Happy five-year anniversary to Titanfall 2, a series <laughs> gone too soon. R.I.P. We stand. Titanfall 3. That's, that didn't mean for that to rhyme, but, you know, that's just the way it goes <laughs> wow. sometimes. It's poetic. R.I.P. Give ins- Titanfall 3. <laughs> Titanfall 3 the- is out, and it's called Apex Legends. That doesn't count. It's I not. know. I mean, I know it does for, you know, the bottom line of EA and Respawn, but that not in my heart. <laughs> I, I believe, I believe with all of the further inclusion of like Titanfall lore and universe and direct characters and guns, like I, I, I can, it feels like Respawn is moving closer and closer to uniting these two worlds. Um, well, ironically, and- the best chance for a Titanfall three is a game that's not called Titanfall three, but is Titanfall three. That is yeah. a direct out, like is a result of apex being so big where it's like, you know, yes. we can now justify doing a single player apex legends game that happens to have max like welcome to, you know, apex odyssey <laughs> or, or whatever. Yes. And like that yes. just like, that's my guess is like where all this ends up. It's at some point. I have a feeling I have a feeling that is probably true. Um, Ash is really cool. Ash, if you uh, haven't played Titanfall 2, is like uh, one of the bosses from Titanfall 2 and was brought into Apex a few seasons ago as like the overseer of the Apex, um, you know, uh, arenas. And now she's a playable character and she has she's a really She's she's pretty aggressive. She's more aggressive than my typical play style, but she's still um, very geared towards like gathering information, which is something that I like doing. So I like that a lot about her. Um, Her passive is when you look at your mini map, when you when Ash looks at her mini map or the main map, there's she can see where death boxes are on the map. Um, which ties into her, um, her, uh, one of her other abilities, uh, where she can, um, basically, like, plant her data knife into a death box, and it will show you where the attacking squad that killed that player is now located on the map. So if you if she finds a death box, she can um she can implant her data knife on it and see where like that that attacking squad is is now on the map. Um she also her tactical is like an arc, it's called arc tether and it's a projectile that will basically when it lands if there if a enemy gets close to it, it lo- it tethers it to the arc and they're like kind of stuck and have slowed movement. Um but they still have full use of their abilities. And her ultimate, kind of similar to um, Wraith's ultimate, is called Phase Breach, and she basically creates a one-way portal to, like, another position on the map. Um, So she's pretty aggressive. I mean, she, like, if you're in a squad with her using her, you're seeking out fights, which is the way that you should play Apex Legends, I've come to understand, is the only way you get better is by getting into fights. Um, so I think that I refuse. <laughs> I'm mean, going to use that data knife to locate enemy squads 
and then go the other and then direction go the and other hope direction. something bad happens uh-huh. to them. Yep. So that is 100% how I played Apex like the for the first few when that game first came out and for the first few months and then I started playing with friend of the site uh Colin Joyce uh formerly of Thump and Noisy uh who changed my whole perspective on battle royale games and Apex specifically and that is he will cha- like will go after if he hears a fight happening somewhere he's like we got to go we got to go find them we got to go get there and i That's just i who will Colin is he's a maniac like if you, if, if you meet Colin <laughs> like you're like this guy is going to start shit and drag me into it That's absolutely <laughs> <laughs> But i will say it made me a better player because i had to fight people and i had to shoot better and i had to be i had to win fights and that's the only thing that increased my skill in that game was like is is getting into it rather There's than There's no substitute for the hard school of danger as the it's true. tells us. And I ended <laughs> and I ended up finding that I felt very unsatisfied if I had like playing a 45 minute game of Apex where you encounter no one until the very end and then you die in your first fight sucks. But playing like a 10 to 15 minute game where you get in like two or three fights and then you die like that feels productive that feels like productive time spent in the game so that's been my apex ethos that did not play out well for me in the the apex demo lobby that i was in last week because everyone i lost every single fight that i went and chased (laughs) after um but i did get to try out uh the new weapon the like i said the car smg which is notable because it uses both light and heavy ammo which is really fucking fun um i think that is going to be one of my new favorite weapons um as well with the new map they added um like uh like uh enemies like um uh like npc not npc but like non people enemies um that are called prowlers or they have like these spiders sorry patrick they're spiders um but <laughs> no, they uh I'll stop I guess I'll f- I finally have to stop playing Apex <laughs> Legends you know? Yeah I know you're like Damn. a big fan uh, sorry no more Apex minute on Waypoint Radio uh it's <laughs> It's been a big part the last couple of years, but damn. Patrick's planning on training his kids to be his squad, and <laughs> yes. it was going to be like some sort of Wes Andersonian, like, pre- like esports team this. that Patrick was going we to field. We need this. <laughs> Please. I do, have, I do have matching red jumpsuits with my oldest that are disconnected from the Royal Tenenbaums, and yet, all and you can yet. think of. And yet. I would love to see that. Yeah, I'm curious how these um, non-player enemies will, like, interact with fights they they basically drop smart loot so if you shoot them with a gun they'll drop loot for that gun um they're not particularly ferocious uh or like particularly um yeah you're you're most likely not going to die to one um but i'm curious how they could interact with like if you're fighting a squad and you see like a nest of spiders behind them if you aggro the spiders like can that create some interesting gameplay so i'm excited to play it with some friends next week uh there's also like a new way to get around the map called gravity cannon so instead of uh like the redeploy balloons you're basically like shooting across the map in these like like zero gravity things so 
cool video game. Very excited. Uh, there's like a ton of like patch note type stuff. If you're, I think the patch notes just dropped today. If you're into that that yeah. kind of thing, um, so very excited. It seems like they're fixing a lot of what was fucked about ranked um, in the last season to make it better for like lower experienced players. So hopefully. I'm going to try and play some ranked this coming season. I doubt I will get very far, but I'm really excited. Um, and yeah, that's Apex Legends. All right. Well, I'm curious to see uh, how your comeback goes. It sounds like there's a little bit of rust maybe, but like once you get out there. I mean, I was le- I was a leader. I will say that. Nice. I was, I was, I was waiting for someone to lead and nobody wanted to do it. So I, I took us, I took us to, I took us to third place in one. But uh, so I was I was quite proud of that. But, um, you know, yeah. And you, and you should be. Uh, I mean, it's not Thank like their place is just second loser. Uh, it's uh, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good achievement. But I and, but I got kills. And what's the a place kill, doesn't but, matter. Yeah. <laughs> lots of little dubs. Yeah. You, you, you add the little dubs together. All about the individual the dubs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so with that. We didn't have time for the mailbag. Sorry, folks. Uh, the one short one? Like a quick, quick one? One little... So feel like we did like a, a little baby question? A little baby question. Yeah, like yeah. a little dub. A Please, little, a, little, a, wi- a little Just a tiny question. question. Okay, okay. Because, Rob, this is how you get through it. Like like email. It's like, I know you don't want... Yeah. You got to get through one. Like, that's one that's gone. It's like one through the... the pro- Let's go. Give me a little tiny, tiny little email. Little question that will blow up into twenty minutes. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to read the things people sent us about chocolate. Oh no! No, we can do that separately. That's a whole. <laughs> we got to get into that. We got to that. That's that requires diving in. Um, author withheld, but first time writing here at the question bucket. Just wanted to say that this podcast, the only thing that keeps my love of video games alive at the moment. I'm going through a hard semester at university and the time I had before to play and keep up with the new releases just isn't there anymore. So my question is when you're at university or even now for some of you that have children, how did you balance or satisfy your hunger for video games? Mm. How do you fit Great it in? Question. Great question. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't uh and like do it when they sleep. I mean that's like basically like like I my I pick up my kids at five and then they dominate my life until around eight, eight thirty. And then usually watch like television show with my wife. So that's like eight thirty to nine about ten ish. And she usually mm-hmm. goes to bed and then then that's then I have like a I have like an hour and a half hour and forty five minutes at time. most. That's me, and that's like okay. What's the most effective use of that? Like that makes in that part of it makes it difficult because it's like okay, if if it's the game that requires an on ramp to get going, that eliminates a lot of games that would be like a good use of that time. Um, which is again like how why like a lot of my playtime has been like sh- the kinds of games I play get like shoved into. What are games and sort of like achievable objectives where like I could play it for an hour and it's like, ah, like I saw a new chapter marker or like something like that. Like and that that feels like it's a use of that time. I'm making progress in a thing. Um, whereas games that are more like kind of like time sinks or, or multiplayer games, like they just don't fit into my life as much. So mm. I, don't, I let it go. I let it go. I I like I've just let go keeping up with everything. Um, and I just 
I have that like seven or eight hours a week, you know, when the whole rest of the house is and my weekends are gone. My weekends, I don't get any time to play games. That's that's the big one. Like when you have kids, like that's the one that hurts the most from that perspective is your time off is not time off anymore because your kids are also not at school. And so you're just watching them all day. Even if you get lucky enough that a kid is like one kid is playing with friends, the other isn't. And it's like, you know, it's not like you can just sneak away to, to play games for, for a couple of hours. So I don't know. You got to let it go. Like, you know, that's at least that's where, where I've been with, with kids is just, I, I prioritize what I really want to play and just understand that I can't, um, can't get to everything. But I also tend to play more, no more than two games at once because if you start doing the, when Rob said, uh, well, I'll just like play six hours of that and, uh, just move <laughs> on. I was like that. Like, I can't do that. Like I like, pick and choose very carefully and like yeah. when i start i want to finish a thing um so i'm like i'm playing inscription and guardians at the same time but like that's like the most <laughs> i can i can juggle so that i know that i'll finish both of those you know uh in a reasonable uh a span of time before the next thing crops up yeah i will say that uh i was just in like a heavy uh dev phase over at my other job and I had no time to play video games. And I found myself doing one of two things. One of three things. One is not consuming or playing any video games at all. So, like, not knowing shit about anything that was happening. Um, for the, like, kind of ongoing games like Apex or Valorant um, that I had been playing before, I ended up watching, like, more Twitch streams because I could do that passively while I, you know, like did my work or whatever. So I still felt like I was keeping up with what was going on in the game, but not actually having the time to play it myself. Um, or like going back to like a comfort game that is like a kind of get in, get out video game, like Slay the Spire or something like that, where I feel like I can chip away at this like for a little bit here and there but I don't have to there's no like having to get to a completion or having to like get to like the end you know the end and I can feel good about the time that I spent with it rather than feeling like oh I only barely got in and now I have to go do something else so um but yeah I, I agree with Pat like it's you kind of just end up I I didn't play video games for like three months this year <laughs> at all. Um, and it sucked. And I felt like left out of a lot of conversations that, you know, my friends were having and the internet was having about what they were playing. Um, but it passes and then you have a nice big backlog to get into <laughs> at a certain point. And, you know, the games will be there and people will still want to talk about them when, like, if that's the thing for you that like, you know, you want to be able to talk about what your friends are playing when they're playing them. That's all still going to be there when you get past like this, you know, these whatever period of time this is of work or whatever. So it's not going anywhere. And I think just re reminding yourself that is always helpful because I get really sad. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to there's a weird thing where I have to watch out for things becoming obligatory. And mm -hmm. I am very quick to feel obligated to things that are mostly there to entertain me for some reason. Like, I'm just like, no, but I really need to put time into that. 
And sometimes it causes me to overlook the fact that, like, there's a lot of good reasons why I don't have time to do that right now. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, when I think about I did fall off games uh, a fair bit at points in, uh, in in college because there were like there were just points where that was not the priority. The priority was to do this other thing and get the most yeah. out of it. Um, not just like because I enjoyed that work. Uh, that that was a big part of it. Like there were there were a lot of things I wanted to invest myself into that were more important uh, than than games, and so stepping away was the right move and actually kind of a fulfilling one. And yeah, I think I, like I barely played. I, I despite the fact that I went to school to like professionalize in in writing to write about games out of college. I played almost like the only games I played in college were the review games for like Game Spy or whatever that I was using to like pay rent and buy beer like outside of that was like just not not playing video games at all yeah yeah so like Mm. i think you know it's it's cool to keep an uh or in the water as it were like through podcasts or you know i think one of the things that got me back into games a little bit more was um it was podcasts and then that was sort of tied to various like blogs i read that got me sort of interested, more interested in the space again, as I sort of transitioned away from like university life. Um, but yeah, I, I think the 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 main thing for me is I I try not always successfully, but I try not to feel like there's this checklist of different experiences that I'm supposed to work into every stage of my life, where it's like, well, I need my need my game time, need my uh, need my socializing time, need my movie time. Um, and just try to go with the flow a little bit more, but usually like when, when I wasn't not only like when I wasn't feeling like I had space to devote to games, usually there's a good reason for that. And, uh, you know, it was perfectly fine to set it aside. Uh, it came back. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would not sweat it too much. Um, quick thing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a photo going around the internet of Mitt Romney and Kristen Cinema reenacting uh, a Ted Lasso thing. What? This is a. What? Oh, it's so a Ted Lasso. We do thing. not endorse that. Makes so that. much sense. What the fuck? We don't endorse it. I don't no. think it has anything to do with Ted Lasso. I think this is a misappropriation of of Ted Lasso. While it does indicate that maybe sometimes. That shows twee sensibilities are too easily repurposed uh, to like to the designs of bad actors. I don't think this is one of those cases where we're like, well, Ted Lasso is canceled. I will. I refuse to share. I refuse to share the space with those people. I am looking forward to season three of Ted Lasso. Fuck Mitt Romney and Kristen Cinema. That's my that's my position. I'd agree. Uh, it's just the corniest shit. Like, who are they? Like, what is this? <laughs> They did a whole little skit. He's put Mitt Romney is wearing a little Ted Lasso mustache. I believe he also did like a. I want to. I'm. I'm pretty sure there was a tweet earlier. He did a series of tweets about this little Ted Lasso, but he also then quoted Friday Night Lights in one of them while he was tapping like a a Believe poster. In his oh my god! Senate office was like, "You motherfucker! You can't do. You know those are separate." inspirational aspirational shows thank you very much <laughs> it's friday yeah. lights, good show. happening in washington you've seen friday night lights right rob uh no i i no? think i was no what it sounded like it was a bit of a tearjerker yes well 
it's sometimes so you don't want to watch the things that, that you know you are going to make you cry. Oh, it's a show about ice. Oh my, Ugh, upset. It would cut into Riverdale time now. Yeah, the fact that you're spending time with okay, all right, and I hey no, be, oh, be how happy. far are you? Be happy. No, I've fallen off Riverdale, dude. Damn it. Like, there's, <laughs> there's seasons that are just unfucking watchable at this point. Like I might watch the episode where they bring back Sabrina, though. That might get me in. <sighs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. They, I couldn't. Which they like, should have done years ago. Would have well, made much more sense and, during yeah. that earlier mm-hmm. season where magic was shit was happening. God well, then it turned out that the the Sabrina show wasn't that great, and it was, it was like a it was, series yeah, of like I fell long... off like three fourths through the first season. Like she's very charming in it. Like it has all the the trappings of a show, like a breezy show I would enjoy, and then just I got bored about halfway through the first season. Yeah, they blew it. Uh, but yeah, I, they, they did. They did. They blew it a little bit. And <laughs> like I just couldn't when when Jughead goes to like private school. To uh-huh. learn to be an author and gets involved in like crimes that are just I can't do this anymore. I'm just this this That's plot is the letting. one that broke you. Oh my god. Oh that and <laughs> oh that and Betty believing that she had the serial killer gene and there being like yeah. all that shit. And I was like, I am just going numb. <laughs> I uh, love knowing zero things about Riverdale and just hearing all of this out of context. It's just Oh yeah. No. Wonderful. <laughs> Betty joined high school ROTC for future feds. Yeah. Like it was weird. It was it was like her this long totally lost brother's like criminal profiler. And he was like, but of course we have the serial killer gene that's strong in our family. And Betty was like, shit, am I a serial killer? And it's like, no, <laughs> no, you are not. This is not dramatic until you start. No. Anyway, point is are dumb. This is this is yeah. what I tell myself every time something fucking ridiculous happens in Riverdale. Like, yeah, teenagers are dumb. <laughs> they are. That's why that's why I'm glad. That's why I, I am I'm tired of their affairs. And, and that's why I've <laughs> well, you gotta the get to the you gotta get to the time skip when they're no longer teenagers. Oh, they still look pretty teenager to me <laughs> in terms of their decisions. Like from from what I can glean from those trailers, I'm like, they got older, they didn't grow up. Oh, uh anyway, God. that's a wrap on today's episode of Waypoint Radio. Oculus Quest will soon be called the Meta Quest. Fuck, Fuck off. off. We can't we have to know. We have to end this podcast. Oculus is a cool name. MetaQuest is not. Um, they are going to, at least it sounds like, they're going to let you not, they're not going to require a Facebook login for Oculus in the I'm, future. Literally, I'm waiting to delete my Facebook <sighs> just until uh, that happens because I have it attached to my fucking Oculus. And I know that there's some fuckery where, like, you can lock yourself out of your Oculus if you, like, delete your, it, like, it is. Zero. I just I just succumbed to it and was like, you know, I guess this just is what it is. Um, I keep my Facebook account just to show po- post pictures of my kids to family that will never see it otherwise. But <laughs> I, I fully get why people delete it. You should delete it. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently they're going to offer some sort of login solution. This probably still tied to some Facebook bullshit, but at least it's better yeah. than having to have a true Facebook account, I guess. Yeah. So hopefully that's it says here early next year with more details to come. But if that's been your hang up that hopefully there will be a solution for you in, in the future. You can find anyway. us on Facebook at Waypoint Vice, <laughs> on YouTube also at Waypoint Vice, on Twitter at Waypoint. Uh, you can follow me at Rob Zachney. Patrick, where can people find you? At Patrick Klopik. Natalie. At Natalie Watson. Kato. At A underscore Kato underscore appears. You can also check out what we publish on waypoint.vice.com. We have reviews for both Age of Empires 4 and Guardians of the Galaxy. Plus, Patrick just published a piece on Alekhead, uh, so go and check that out on the site. 
for our Waypoint Plus listeners, uh, I think we have the next Michael Mann podcast hitting next week, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was that a yes? Was that a yes, Kata? That was a hiccup. But yes, but, <laughs> I was trying. I, I went to say yes and then opened my mouth and hiccuped. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll publish on the feed next week. And then if all goes well, we'll record the Stalker 101 next week. And then that'll like be the Waypoint after, Plus yeah. the week after. Yeah. If that's that's what we're aiming for. But we'll we'll see. And we're debating what we'll be doing for our next 101. Kato had some ideas. Kato was like, what about that Halo? What about that like, Halo? What about that Who OGST? is Master Chief, really? No, but what then we got You want to play Reach? Oh, I, didn't I, say I see Reach. how it is. We got to get you to the bottom. You said that. You're the only one that <laughs> said, the one said Reach. Of. I said one. I said I wanted where to play Halo start? 1. <laughs> where, did the, where did the hushed casket come from? The we what? Have to know. <laughs> play Halo 1, but only co-op legendary. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Is it only two-player co-op? Yeah, I think so. Uh, oh, I think so. But we, yeah, co-op legendary is that was some of my favorite. That shit rules. When I was when I was younger, it was so fucking hard. We well, that to, sounds good. If you just want more Waypoint, you can go to waypointplus.com and subscribe. Not only to get to access to our premium feed, but you're also helping support Waypoint, and especially Waypoint streams, such as our big five-year anniversary stream, which is All probably right. happening as this episode goes live. Probably, it'll, it'll so go. Stop listening this to one, this. This one will go live before, because I'm just gonna do this now. So that right. because go in the to morning. Oh, also, that means right that now. means if you are listening to this on Friday, Kato, do we have the details of the Waypoint Plus uh, renewal? Um, <laughs> yeah. Can you pull up your graphic? I'm trying to find our DM. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, but this is this is only gonna work on Friday. So if you listen to this after that Friday. Uh, There'll be we'll, we'll there'll be another one of these, but I'm just gonna read this 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 copy that I signed off of. Happy five years of Waypoint. We're offering up a special discount on Waypoint Plus for you, our viewers. Enter code Waypoint Five Year. That's Waypoint Five Year. It's the number five uh, at checkout uh, for a full year subscription to Waypoint Plus at twenty five percent off. You Damn. Get access to all the things that uh, Rob was talking about. You can subscribe over there at WaypointPlus.com. That'll work for, I believe it'll work for referrals. It'll also work for. Um, renewals it's not just new new subscriptions um that's what i was told if that isn't correct we will find a way to correct it for you that, <laughs> that is my understanding of how this was for but it's only it's on it's one day only it's for the five-year anniversary on during the stream on friday and then you know you can imagine other parts of the holiday season where there will be other bits so if you can't afford it now or want to want to do it later we won't blame you um there'll be other opportunities to to get a discount later in the year our theme music <laughs> Mina. <laughs> Give me that theme- discount, Dad. I think music is by Bo and the track is Miss You Off the EP Pal Machine. Learn more at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. <laughs> All right. Wow, well, call a number. Come on, let's go. I'm trying. Uh, let's go 28. <clears throat> I wasn't looking. I'm sorry. I don't know why. <laughs> I hit it on 28, but it could be off. I'm sorry. That's anyway, fine. I think we're I'm good. a dumbass. We're good. I think we're good. It's okay. My recording volume was very off for the first bit. Okay. All right. What are we doing now? A podcast. Uh, 